Welcome to the Primal Pioneer, a no-nonsense podcast teaching you how to rewild your life and heal your body using nature's medicine kit. I'm your host, Heather Shepard, classical homeopath, author of The Sunlight Rx, and alternative healer. For the past decade, I've been helping people overcome acute and chronic health disorders and brain injuries using a 100% natural approach. Enjoy this episode and subscribe to this podcast to stay informed about your body, your health, and how to lead the healthiest life possible, even amidst our crazy modern world. Hey everyone, happy new year and welcome back. I am very much looking forward to continuing the podcast for you all this 2023. And um, I also want to mention that if you ever have a topic you'd like covered, please uh, send an email my way. The best way to do that is to go to my site, heathershepherd.com, go to the contact form. And you can send in an email my way with your podcast requests. Um, or you can follow me on Instagram, sunlight underscore Rx, and send me a DM and say, hey, Heather, would you talk about this topic on your podcast? I always love requests. Um, so absolutely feel free to do that whenever an idea pops into your mind. Um, today, I'm going to talk about a topic that I was actually recently asked on Instagram to um, discuss on the show. I'm very happy to do so. And that is fatty liver disease. And um, so throughout the episode, I'm going to talk about causes. I'm going to talk about solutions. I'm going to give you um, my top suggestions at the end of the episode on how to prevent and recover from this issue um, so I want to get right into this topic because more and more people today are being diagnosed with fatty liver. And so, um, Western medicine really, you know, big shocker doesn't really have any good solutions for fatty liver. They don't have any good solutions for, for most things, but they definitely don't have any good solutions for fatty liver. Um, uh, but they will probably, um, suggest that you get your gallbladder removed. So that's always good. Um, and just as a side note, if you can avoid getting your gallbladder out, please try to do so. I know there are emergency situations where that may not be possible. However, this surgery is one that it's kind of like uh, similar to hysterectomies, like, oh yeah, or your appendix, you don't need that. Let's just take it out. No problem. Go on living your life. Actually, you need your gallbladder. You also need your appendix and you also, you know, funny thing, you need your uterus and ovaries as well. But um, I get that there are extreme situations where surgery may be necessary, but um, homeopathy is awesome. For let's say somebody has a gallstone, let's say somebody has reproductive issues, um, somebody is having an appendix attack, homeopathy can be amazing for these things. And if you're like, Heather, what do I do if I'm in the middle of the attack? Then you book an emergency session with me or somebody in, you know, who you know practices homeopathy and knows what they're doing. 
So that is um, what I suggest there. But most uh, gallbladder surgeries are completely unnecessary. And we need the gallbladder to digest fats, to um, have a healthy stool, to remove toxins from the body. There are so many things and reasons why we need our gallbladder and Western medicine just treats it like, eh, you know, no biggie. We just take that thing right out. Um, but it, it plays a vital role in, in our hormones and our fat digestion in our stool, um, in our, our overall in our digestion, in our detox pathways. The gallbladder plays a lot of roles. If you have a stone, we have to get to the reason, like the root of why do you have the stone? Are you keeping your emotions inside and they're not coming out and stones are forming? That's a common way that stones can form. Is it some side effect of a past family history of alcoholism or um, years of suppressive therapies? Or did you take some sort of prescription medication that um, was stressful on the liver gallbladder? You know, all these things, which... Um, are I highly recommend exploring before just telling your doctor, yeah, sure, take out my gallbladder. Um, and so that's usually their solution. However, quote unquote solution, if somebody comes in and they're like, oh, your liver is fatty, which a lot of people, a high percentage of people are being diagnosed with fatty liver today. Now, naturopathic and functional docs, they will um, often put you on a restricted diet. You know, if you come in with fatty liver and I'll talk more about diet and fatty liver later in the episode, but um, uh, NDs and herbalists and functional docs, they also may recommend herbs to give you for like liver cleansing herbs. And um, what else will people tell you? Not that those things aren't helpful, but they're not gonna get to the root of the issue. And I'll talk about, you know, what the root of the issue is. Yeah, those things, may be supportive and they may be supportive to add into your homeopathic care and to the diet that you're doing and etc but it's not going to get to the root of the issue sometimes it can make um, symptoms worse if you uh put all these liver detox herbs into your body you know you put in the milk thistle and the dandelion root and um etc right the burdock the nettles you could, uh, the liver may be so overwhelmed with toxins that that could actually um, cause more pain in the liver, cause more gallbladder attacks, etc. So, um, so while herbs can be helpful, so liver cleansing herbs, we want to be careful. We want to use caution because um, many times I have seen these things stir up symptoms. Um, without any amelioration. Um, so, uh, and then we have people like Jack Cruz who will tell you to, uh, you know, some, something along the lines of get your head out of your ass and move to the tropics. So, you know, if you're sick, then just move to the tropics. And I'm going to tell you that that's really limited. That's really harsh. Um, it's very egotistical. <laughs> I love Jack Cruz and his information and he's transformed my life with his teachings. However, his message is aggressive and it's aggressive in a way that 
people are scared to death and think they're dying if they don't live in the tropics or that they're not going to heal. I just had somebody contact me the other day saying they they're feeling more stress about their living situation since listening to his message. I'm going to tell you, I've tried to live in the tropics in the States. It didn't work for me because there's 5G everywhere. Everybody wants to live on the beach. Everybody wants to live in the tropics in the States. Take the California coast, you take Florida. You know, these places that are that are very sought out by people um, because it's warm, because it's the tropics, right? Everybody wants to live there. And so there's a high population density and there's a shit ton of 5G. So it's not always the best solution. And there are a lot of other things we can do to support our health. It's not just about moving to the tropics. It's just not taking a liver detox herbal protocol. And it's not just about um, getting your gallbladder removed. Now that we got out of the way what it's not about, <laughs> um, let's talk about how do we actually successfully get to the root of, of fatty liver. And before I, I really go into the nuts and bolts of this thing, I, I want to share that this is something that, that I teach all my students in the year and a half practitioner program and those of you who, who signed up and have joined the foundations course. Um, and that is you have to treat people not diseases. So we cannot successfully help someone achieve their cure by treating a disease. So for example, if 50 people walk into my practice with fatty liver diagnosis, not everyone is going to need the same homeopathic remedy. This person may need NatSolf, that other person may need Arsenicum album, this other person may need sepia, this other person may need NatMerv. And those that need, those let's say out of 50 people, maybe there's a few that need, oh, three people need NatSolf or, you know, et cetera. Maybe there's a few of a handful of people who may require a similar, the same remedy, but often and likely the potency is going to be dif different. It's going to vary. The, um, uh, how they, do they repeat the, the remedy or do they just take one dose, right? So the dosage is going to vary. And this is what we call treating the person, not the disease. So you have to not only um, tailor the treatment to, okay, this person has fatty liver diagnosis, right? Check. We know that their liver is malfunctioning, but you need to get the full expression of the disease in order to cure it. And how do we do that? How do we get the full expression of the, of the disease? We do that by learning the physical symptoms of the person, because every single person with fatty liver, they're going to express, yeah, some similar symptoms, maybe, but they're also going to have symptoms that are very unique and peculiar to that each individual. And so their mental emotional state is also going to be very unique to the individual. Some people will be anxious. Some people will be depressed. Some people will be restless. Some people will be so lethargic they can't get out of bed. And um, these are all of the things that we have to take into consideration. You know, like, does humidity aggravate the person? The person was sitting there with fatty liver and be like, who cares if humidity aggravates me or not? 
It's like, it, you have to get to know the whole person. You have to understand what aggravates them, what ameliorates them, what are their food desires, what's their mental emotional state. Are they open? Are they closed? Are they crying throughout the entire interview? Are they totally shut down emotionally? These are all things that you have to observe in order to get the full picture of how fatty liver is actually influencing that particular person. So when you see a good homeopath, they're going to ask very specific questions um, to try to understand how the organism is uniquely responding, is uniquely acting. Um, so, you know, here, here's an example. A common question that I ask during a homeopathic intake is, do you stick your feet out of the covers at night? It's an important question. And people will be like, maybe she's just trying to, to come up with small talk with me. You know, eh, she's wondering if I stick my feet out of the covers. It's kind of strange. But actually, um, this is a really important question. Because while most other practitioners, you know, they, they have their heads buried in, in the blood work results and the food sensitivity tests, and not that those things can't be helpful in some way, shape, or form, but they really don't know how to read the most important aspects, uh, characteristics of the person to help get a clear picture of, okay, how can we actually help move this person towards their cure? How can we actually pull the roots up of this fatty liver? How can we do this? You have to read the body, understand why the psyche acts and thinks and responds in a particular way. You know, why do I care if somebody sticks their feet out of the covers? This is a response that the organism has to being overheated. And to help regulate their body temperature, boom, the feet go out of the covers. And there, there's very solid, sound physiological uh, reasons for this. And one of them is that the big toe helps to regulate temperature and helps to regulate body temperature. So if the feet are out of the covers, this is a very important symptom for me to take into consideration because it tells me that the organism gets overheated easily and is aggravated by heat, which helps me ultimately individuate the treatment for this person. It leads me to the correct remedy for this person for rectifying their fatty liver. Now, some other people may wear socks to bed and take them off in the middle of the night. Also an important symptom to know. Some people may have like, you know, seven covers on them and they're extremely cold. Also important to know. But you see, we wouldn't ever think of these as a symptom or an important part of a health intake. Um, but, but these are the kind of questions that are of the utmost importance to truly getting to know, to understand how the organism reacts, responds in everyday life. When it comes to fatty liver, for one, there has to be a genetic predisposition in place, as is the case for all diseases, right? In order for somebody to get a particular, what, why doesn't everybody get fatty liver? Why doesn't everybody get type 2 diabetes? Why doesn't everybody get cancer? There has to be a genetic predisposition in place. Okay, when it comes to family, uh, when it comes to fatty liver, typically 
Not always, but typically there's also a family history of alcoholism, gallstones, uh, I should say comma or gallstones and or obesity and or type two diabetes. But fatty liver could also be um, induced by medication, prescription medications that are toxic to the liver like statins. My mom took a statin for literally less than a month and she started defecating white stools and went into a complete collapse state. This might have been 20 years ago or so. Um, as a result of the statin drug shutting down her liver. Okay. Now, um, many prescription drugs are very toxic to the liver and can weaken the liver, causing it to malfunction and become fatty. But you see, my mom's father was an alcoholic. So she already had this weakness, this genetic weakness on the liver level, as soon as a liver toxic drug comes into her life, then what happens is the liver is so weak and compromised from the alcoholism in her family. My mom, you know, she doesn't drink hardly at all. She'll have a glass of wine now and then. She has no issues with alcohol. But you see, this carried on, this genetic weakness on the liver level carried over from um, her father, from the past generation. And so now she gets some sort of stimulus in her body that weakens the liver and boom, she's out. This is what happens. There's a genetic predisposition. There's a genetic weakness on the liver level. As soon as a stressor that comes into the body that targets the liver, boom, the organism is affected deeply. So this is the case in many who struggle with fatty liver and those who have it more significant than others, the genetic weakness is more pronounced. So um, let's talk about just fatty liver a little bit and because and, there's a couple different ways to understand this, this issue. So, you know, fatty liver quite literally means that there's excess fat around and in and throughout the liver. And there are two types of fatty liver. There's alcoholic, there's alcoholic fatty liver disease, and there's non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Um, alcoholic is, of course, triggered by excess alcohol intake, right? We, most people know this. Non-alcoholic, however, don't let this confuse you. I'm just going to say this, just like my mom. Don't let this confuse you because even if you've never had a drop to drink in your entire life, if there's a family history of alcoholism, this sets the stage for preceding generations to have a genetic weakness on the liver level and can create a predisposition to non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or other liver related issues. Maybe instead of fatty liver, you have hormone issues or you have detox issues, right? It'll affect the organism in a very unique way, unique to the, to the individual. So like all diseases, there needs to be a stressor or stressors that push the organism past its balance point and into the predisposition, just like my mom, going along fine, um, you know, not having many health issues, never taking any prescription drugs, you know, antibiotics here and there, as she was taught, etc. Few, very few vaccinations. 
And then here comes the, the statin drug that's very toxic to the liver. There's the stressor, pushes the organism past its balance point and into, straight into the predisposition. So it will, that is how it happened for my mom. It will look very differently. Um, it could look similarly, but everyone's gonna have their own way of how this thing manifests. But ultimately there has to be a weakness on the liver in that area. And then there has to be a stressor or stressors that over time weaken and weaken and weaken the liver until it gets to this point where it can't take anymore and it starts to develop a fatty liver. So what are some of the triggers that can fuel this development of a fatty liver? Okay, we know the predisposition has to be in place, right? So that's number one. What are some stressors that can turn those mm, gene switches from the off to the on position that makes the liver more susceptible to becoming fatty, to becoming diseased, to becoming um, ill? Uh, excess sugar, processed food. Uh, anybody who is obese, automatically we have to, there, there's fatty liver. And not just liver, like most of the organs are going to be fatty. Overweight conditions, there's likely an element of fatty liver. Um, someone who's overweight almost always has a fatty liver. Excess fat in the body is going to not only be on the outside, you know, in the adipose tissue, it's going to be, um, start to accumulate in the internal organs as well. Also, lack of sunlight, uh, excess screen time, um, interesting screen time has a huge effect on the gut microbiome and the gut microbiome and what's going on in the gut has a huge influence on how the liver responds, detoxes, produces hormones, etc. cetera. Um, also UVB light absolutely phenomenal for anybody with with fatty liver disease. UVB light depletes glucose from the liver. Um, so it will start to remove the excess fat from the liver. Um, simple carbohydrates, you know, um, fruits, uh, sugars, honey, maple syrup, etc. When UVB light is not in the sky, right? If you live outside of the tropics, this is why Jack says to live in the tropics, you never have to worry about this, but think about if everybody moved to the tropics, how imbalanced that would be also. Um, the simple carbohydrates, when UVB light is not available in the sky, can fuel fatty liver di disease. It can be one of those stressors that activates the genetic predisposition in the liver. Um, when it's consumed in excess. So um, all of these things can fuel fatty liver disease. And fatty liver is a, is a condition that typically develops over time and typically, but not always, uh, develops in people who struggle with weight. So to get to the root, we really wanna look back over the person's life. Okay, this is this is how I would if somebody walks into my practice and has fatty liver, 
you know, a typical ND or functional person, functional doc will say, okay, oh, you got fatty liver. Um, you know, here's this diet, here's these supplements, see you in two months or whatever. Maybe never see you again. Who knows what they say, right? But really, in order to get to the root of this, and this is the same with any disease, any condition, whether it's fatty liver, migraine headaches, shortness of breath, weight struggles, what well, we need to get to the root of this and how we do so is we have to backtrack. When did this issue start? It's one of the most revealing questions that I ask my clients. When did this issue start? And usually there's some sort of stressor around the time when this thing started. A divorce, an affair, a vaccination, uh, mono that was suppressed. You know, um, they went had they went started malaria medication, traveling to Africa, all of these things. Okay, so we need to know, we need to look back over this person's life and see when did they start, um, when did they start developing this issue? For those people who are overweight with fatty liver, when did they start putting on the weight? Was it after a grief, you know, after a vaccination, after a job change, after a fair, after they found out their husband was addicted to porn? You know, these things are all stressors. They can be stressors for people. So we want to really see what was the gasoline that actually sent this predisposition into motion that turned those gene switches from off to on. And then we heal from this root place. So um, what do I mean by that? So in, in my practice, if, what, by saying that, by, by discovering this, what was the impetus that set the organism into fatty liver? What got the ball rolling here? Um, what we pinpoint, what was it? Was it the grief? Was it a vaccine? Um, was it, what stressor was it? And then we can choose a remedy that helps to target that root cause. And so we will start to rectify fatty liver from the roots when we go about it in this way. Now, I also wanna mention that even people who are underweight can also develop fatty liver. So I don't, it's a misconception to say like only people who are overweight or obese will develop fatty liver. That's, that's just not the case. Now, are they, um, you know, do we know that people who are obese have fatty liver? Yeah, they pretty much all of them do. But it's not impossible for somebody who's underweight or even a normal weight to develop fatty liver disease also. And these are typically people, and, and I say typically because there's never any absolutes. Anybody who tells you there's absolutes, it's not accurate. Life doesn't go in that way. Life doesn't, that's not how nature works. So Typically, people with who are underweight or, or, or just a normal healthy weight um, and have fatty liver disease, these typically these are people with a strong family history of alcoholism, and they themselves may or may not have even struggled with alcohol abuse. 
So if you struggle with fatty liver, I'm going to give you, let's see, how many do I have here? I think I got like five. I'm going to give you my top five suggestions here for, okay, I let's say you have fatty liver. What can you do about this? What are some proactive things you can do to rectify this situation? Because in my experience and in my practice, this is something that, yes, absolutely can be rectified. It's not an absolute fatty liver. You have it and you'll always have it. No, that, that's definitely, there's a lot you can do for this condition. So number one, what I would encourage you to do is just take some time thinking about your um, past family history. Was there alcoholism in the family? Was there some, was there liver disease in your family? Do you, was there something noticeable on the level of the liver where people in your family struggled? Was there liver cancer? Was there alcoholism? Um, you know, were there gallstones or gallbladder attacks? You know, really not what the allopathic medicine says, oh, you need your gallbladder out, but did this person truly suffer from any of those conditions? If the answer is yes, then this does set you at a greater risk for fatty liver. However, keep in mind, this is a very curable condition. And I say curable for educational purposes because it's the, it's the, most fitting word. There's not a better word than curable. They say we can't can't say it, but I'm gonna say it. <laughs> um for educational purposes. Okay, number two, check your diet. Do you gain weight easily? Okay. If you tend to gain weight easily, there may be more of a propensity towards fatty liver. Are you at this present time overweight? If so, then we know that this puts you at a greater risk for developing fatty liver. And what you can do is start eating according to the sunlight diet. You can get a copy of the sunlight diet on my website, heathershepherd.com. Um, and if you just want a simple basic um, suggestion to start with, then reduce your intake of simple sugars when UVB light is absent from the sky, you know, during the late fall, winter months. And um, like absolutely say no to juicing, vegetarian diets and vegan diets. These will add serious fuel to the fatty liver fire. This is another example. I just thought of this um, when I was sharing this with you all. One, I think this was maybe 10 years ago, I had somebody reach out to me with fatty liver and this guy was significantly underweight but you know what sent him into fatty liver is he went to Hawaii and for months was a fruititarian, just ate nothing but fruit and fruit juice, and it destroyed his liver. Now, of course, there has to be a genetic weakness on the liver for this person to have that impact in such a deep way because he de definitely developed fatty liver after that diet. And so... Um, Juicing diets because of the fructose, the fruit sugar, um, when there's a weakness on the liver level, this can, boom, set off something like fatty liver disease. So be very, very cautious of these type of diets. Number three, exercise outside in sunlight. And you don't have to like jump into an ice bath. You don't have to do CrossFit. You don't have to freaking throw tires around. Just go for a walk. Walking is the best form of exercise. 
And um, I highly recommend just starting a walking routine outside in sunlight, not on a treadmill, not on something indoors. Go outside and start a walking routine. This will be very, very helpful, not only for fatty liver, but for your overall health as well. Number four, start getting your Sunlight Rx on if you haven't done so already. This will help to improve your circadian biology, the clocks in your liver. Um, it'll help your liver process uh, glucose in a healthier way. It'll help the liver detox um, more effectively. If you have yet to learn the Sunlight Rx, it's my four-step protocol to how, teaching you how to use the sun in a therapeutic way. Go to my site, heathersheppard.com. Go to the resources tab and you'll see the Sunlight Rx ebook. Get a copy. This literally is something you can utilize for the rest of your life to support your health. So, um, and when you're doing this, this is, a, this is just a, a tip for anyone with fatty liver. When you're doing your Sunlight Rx, make sure you get your liver as much as you can in sunlight. Liver's located on your right side, okay? In underneath the rib cage, inside the rib cage there, just right below the bra line, there's your liver. Pull up your shirt, put on your bikini, take your shirt off, however you wanna do it, and get your abdomen and liver in sunlight. Number five, of course, if we wanna to get to the root of fatty liver, Homeopathy can be amazing at this. Um, I, this is a condition that I treat fairly regularly and um, this will allow you to individuate why you got fatty liver in the first place and it will help to rectify this issue from the root. It will target why you uniquely developed fatty liver. So, um, I hope that was helpful for you all in understanding fatty liver uh, a little bit more deeply. And um, for those of you who resonate with this episode with homeopathy, if you're curious about learning more about this medicine, I invite you to join my Foundations to Homeopathy course. It's an online self-paced course, five plus hours of content teaching you all about classical homeopathy and how to utilize this medicine to support you, your family, and your clients, and, and your health in non-suppressive ways, natural ways. You can go to my site, heathershepherd.com backslash homeopathy, and you'll see the foundations course. And that course is launching January 5th, so just a few days. And um, even if you don't want to be a homeopathic practitioner, this course teaches you why we get sick and what we can do about it. And it also teaches you what healing really looks like. How can you tell if this, the condition, the issue, the disease that you're struggling with, all this money, all this energy, all this effort that you're putting into your healing, how can you actually tell if things are moving in a forward moving direction? I go into this during the course and you can learn all about the course and what I go into by going to 
um, heathershepherd.com backslash homeopathy. And then you can go to the foundations course and learn more. So thanks everyone for tuning in today and I'll see you next week where I'm going to be talking about peanut and nut allergies, root causes and solutions. Have a happy new year and I'll see you then. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode to learn more about my approach to health to see all of my creations in the kitchen and all of my Sunlight Rx tips, you can follow me on the gram at sunlight underscore Rx and subscribe to this podcast to access weekly episodes.